to be teachers, but also to be learners as they have questioned and challenged us. On the other hand, this is a day of great joy because this event, more than any other, is what The Ohio State University is all about. We are thrilled at the success of today's graduates and delighted to send them out into the world to do truly great things. And it is a glorious, glorious day for a graduation. While the graduates are making final preparations to enter the stadium, we thought you might like to hear a little bit about today's graduating class. So here are some of the facts and figures. Approximately 7,916 graduates will be granted degrees today, of whom a little over 6,000 will be in attendance here in Ohio Stadium. Of these graduates, 190 will receive the Doctor of Philosophy degree, 1,370 a Master's degree, 817 a Professional degree, and some 5,539 undergraduate degrees will be conferred this afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, that is an awful lot of educated people. These degrees, these degrees will be in fields of study, ranging from aviation to food science, international studies to fine arts, and hospitality management to zoology. International students add to the diverse tapestry of campus life. Approximately 85 countries on the six continents are represented in this class, with students here today from Australia, Hong Kong, Kenya, Ukraine, Canada, and Bolivia, to name but a few. Here at the Ohio State University, all 19 colleges attend one commencement ceremony each quarter of the academic year. All graduates receive a diploma with their name on it. This is a practice rarely attempted by a university of our size. In fact, Ohio State is one of only a handful of universities in the country that regularly and traditionally awards diplomas at one ceremony each quarter at which all of the colleges are represented and at which students are handed their actual diploma. You will find the order of today's events on page one of your commencement program. Shortly, I will announce the class. They will be followed into the stadium by faculty members from the university's instructional units who will make up the colorful procession that will be seated in the north end of the stadium. Following the commencement address and the awarding of honorary degrees, the Ph.D. candidates will be announced individually and will receive their diplomas from President Holbrook. At the conclusion of the ceremony, master's, professional, and bachelor's candidates will be given their diplomas by the deans of their respective colleges. I think, as we all know, this ceremony is a special moment in the lives of students and we at Ohio State are delighted that you are here to express your love and support for these graduates. Commencement at The Ohio State University is not only a tangible demonstration of our institutional purpose, but also a celebration of excellence. The students you are about to welcome into this stadium have earned the right. I'm going to say that again. The students you are about to welcome into this stadium have earned the right to be graduates of The Ohio State University.
We know you share our pride and joy on this happy occasion. And I see the cadet marshals are ready. And so now, with appropriate fanfare, please welcome the class of 2007.
graduates, distinguished faculty, friends, family, and guests, please now welcome to the platform President Holbrook, the trustees, deans, and administrative officers of The Ohio State University.
Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to welcome you to the 380th commencement of The Ohio State University. I'm honored to preside at this important ceremony as this university bestows its academic degrees upon today's graduates. The invocation will be given by Chaplain Dana Schroeder, Director of University Hospitals Pastoral Care. The singing of the national anthem will be led by Ms. Jody Burns, a candidate for the degree, Bachelor of Music Education. Please rise for the invocation and remain standing for the national anthem and the raising of the American flag by the cadets and midshipmen of the Reserve Officers Training Corps. We have gathered on this beautiful day, at this appointed hour, in this grand stadium, for a celebration. We have come from many places to be here, from virtually every state in this great nation, from every corner of the globe. We have come holding many beliefs, many faiths. We assemble now with high regard for our diversity and in the knowledge that though we are many, we belong to one human community. We have traveled many paths, different paths to this day, paths marked by determination, by courage, and by the love of others. We give thanks for mentors, for parents, for friends, teachers, role models. Today we celebrate together. But for some, this is not a season of celebration. And we remember again today the students, the faculty, and the staff who lost their lives in the tragedy at Virginia Tech. We also call to mind the families and friends of those in our own OSU community who have died during this school year. May all their pain be eased. May all their sorrows be relieved. And let us never forget that we are part of a much larger human community. We have gathered today with joy. We have gathered with hearts and minds open to the future. May we go forth from this day of celebration into lifetimes of service, ready to dream and create a better world, bringing our best selves to whatever lies ahead. Amen. May it be so.
Thank you. And please be seated. The legal governing authority for the Ohio State University is vested in a board of trustees. Our university is fortunate to have board members who are exceptionally talented and deeply committed to a high-quality education for every student. Their vision and vigilance ensure that the diplomas awarded today will grow in stature as Ohio State continues its rise among the top rank of American universities. I would like to introduce to you those university trustees who are with us today. Please hold your applause until all are introduced. Dr. Gilbert Cloyd, Chair. Ms. Karen Hendricks, Vice Chair. Mr. Diamond McPherson. The Honorable Joanne Davidson. Mr. Douglas Bohr. Mr. Walden O'Dell. Mr. Alex Shoemate. Mr. Brian Hicks. Mr. Jack Fisher. Mr. Robert Schottenstein. Ms. Tecla Shackleford. The Honorable Algernon Marbley, Mr. Christopher Alvarez Breckenridge, and Ms. Deborah Van Camp. Please join me in acknowledging our university trustees. We are also very honored to have as our guest today the Chancellor of the Ohio Board of Regents, the Honorable Eric Fingerhut, and retired United States Senator from Ohio, the Honorable John Glenn. Please join me in recognizing Chancellor Fingerhut and Senator Glenn. I would also like to introduce members of the Cabinet who are here today, and I will ask them to stand as their names are called. And again, please hold your applause until all are introduced. Ms. Barbara Snyder, Executive Vice President and Provost. Mr. William Shakurdi, Senior Vice President for Business and Finance. Dr. Robert McGrath, Senior Vice President for Research. Mr. Kurt Steiner, Senior Vice President for University Relations. Dr. Joseph Aludo, Executive Dean for Professional Colleges and Dean of the Fisher College of Business. Mr. Christopher Culley, Vice President for Legal Affairs and General Counsel. Dr. Evelyn Freeman, Executive Dean of the Regional Campuses and Dean and Director, Ohio State Mansfield. Mr. Richard Hollingsworth, Vice President for Student Affairs. Mr. Larry Llewellyn, Associate Vice President of Human Resources. Ms. Susan Mitros, Interim Chief Information Officer. Dr. Bobby Mosier, Vice President for Agricultural Administration and University Outreach and Dean of the College of Food, Agricultural, and Environmental Sciences. Dr. Jacqueline Royster, Senior Vice Provost and Executive Dean for Arts and Sciences. Dr. James Schroeder, Vice President for University Development. Dr. Max Stewart, Vice Provost for Minority Affairs and Chief Diversity Officer. Ms. Pearl Bigfeather, Chief of Staff and Special Assistant to the President, and Dr. David Franz, Secretary of the Board of Trustees. Please join me in recognizing these dedicated individuals. As all of you students know, the quality of this university is defined by its faculty, and Ohio State is privileged to have a very distinguished faculty. Internationally recognized scholars and award-winning teachers have shaped the lives of today's graduates and share in their joy on this occasion. Seated on the platform representing our faculty leadership is Dr. Alan Silverman, Professor of Philosophy, who's Chair of Faculty Council, and Dr. Harold Vaseen, Professor of Molecular Genetics, who's Chair of the University Senate Steering Committee. A representative group of faculty members from various departments, divisions, and schools is also with us today. Those wearing a gold medallion are members of the university's Academy of Teaching, 
denoting their selection as distinguished teachers. Would Professor Silverman, Professor Vassine, all of our faculty colleagues in attendance, please rise so we may recognize you. We also recognize that this ceremony could not take place, and these students would not have reached this day without the contributions of an exceptionally talented and caring university staff. Staff members are problem solvers, strategic planners, and academic advisors. Thousands of men and women work every day to support the work of the faculty, to help our students reach their academic goals, and to assure that the physical facilities and all of the operations of this vast campus are in top condition. They are our partners in academic excellence. Seated on the platform, representing the staff who make such important contributions to university life is Mr. Jay Young of the Office of Information Technology, who is chair of the University Staff Advisory Council. Mr. Young, would you and all staff members who are with us in the audience please stand and receive our thanks on behalf of all staff members. I would also like to recognize and thank Professor Russell Mickelson of the School of Music and the members of the Wind Symphony who are providing the music for today's ceremony. And finally, I would like to call your attention to the wonderful poem, Palm, Pomp, Circumstance, and Other Songs of a Lifetime. It's in the inside of the front cover of your commencement program, and it was written by the late Professor David Satino, Ohio State's Poet Laureate. This is the 19th time that it's my privilege to congratulate a group of graduates at the Ohio State commencement ceremonies. Every one of these commencements has been a crossroads. The interaction of what graduates learned and mastered and what they were planning for, hoping for, and aspiring to. For them and for you, commencement is the border, sealing and separating the life that you have known as a student and the life you will start after the strains of Carmen, Ohio, have closed today's celebration. The ways you've reached this moment of triumph are unique to each of you. The directions you will take as you leave the shoe this afternoon will be just as unique. In the next few minutes, I invite you to think about the importance of directions, of the directions we take, and of the directions we give as a result. Choosing this topic was not by chance, but inspired by today's commencement speaker, President Bill Clinton, who followed a path <laughs> who followed a path from Hope, Arkansas to the White House and beyond. Since leaving the presidency, he has created a foundation to address such international problems as global warming and the treatment and prevention of HIV-AIDS. Not everyone, of course, can take a direction that culminates in a national leadership role, nor, like President Clinton, will all of us be able to give direction to the efforts that alleviate the plight of people worldwide. But whatever your diverse, exciting, and I hope fulfilling post-Ohio State directions take you, each of you will be called upon to give direction to the world of the future. This means doing all you can to make the future more secure, more democratic, and more civil. In doing so, 
you'll be guided by the preparation you've received at Ohio State. Here you've learned the excitement of discovery, the importance of civil engagement with other people and with your community, the rightness of standing up for your beliefs, and the need to stand up for those of others. As you prepare to receive your degree from this wonderful institution, let me share my hopes for the directions you will take and the direction you will be able to give. I hope you take paths that lead to a larger public good. I hope you take steps to change the politics of the day if you're dissatisfied with them. I hope you never lose confidence that change by even one individual is possible. I hope you'll be diligent about finding opportunities to expand the knowledge base that you've gained and to find joy in the education you will continue throughout your life. Do the best you can to ensure that others also experience that thrill of learning. I hope your spirit of generosity will expand as your ability to be generous expands. Giving back, paying forward, however you may want to think about it. May you want to develop a habit of contributing to causes you believe in. I hope you will nurture the qualities of heart and mind that cause others to want to seek your company. Many, may you be kind without being superior. May you be supportive without being sanctimonious. May you be open-minded without being self-satisfied. And may you always own up to your own doubts, fears, and limitations. Today, here in Ohio Stadium, some of you are facing south, others of you east, west, or north. Whatever directions you take as you walk through the gates of the shoe today, as educated citizen of this and many other countries, I hope your paths will take you beyond the routine, the expected, the easy. The leading edge is called that for a reason. And I hope your many directions also point back to Ohio State. Whatever other identities you take on during the course of your journeys, you will always be Buckeyes, and Ohio State will forever be privileged to welcome you home. Congratulations on your fine accomplishments. My best wishes to all of you wherever you go. Thank you. We shall now confer the honorary degrees and distinguished service awards on our distinguished candidates who will be brought forward by Dr. David Franz, Secretary of the Board of Trustees. As Vice Chair of the Board of Trustees, I have the honor to present Karen A. Holbrook for the honorary degree, Doctor of Education. Dr. Holbrook, as the 13th President of the Ohio State University, you made great strides towards realizing the university's vision as one of our nation's top-ranked institutions of higher learning. With an unerring focus on the importance of cutting-edge research at all levels, an unwavering commitment to the advantages of diversity, and a strong belief in the value of building relationships with the community, you worked tirelessly to strengthen the university's international reputation for excellence while continuing to enhance opportunities for students, faculty, and staff. In the name of The Ohio State University and by the authority of its Board of Trustees, I hereby confer upon you, Karen A. Holbrook, the degree Doctor of Education Honoris Causa. In testimony thereof, 
you will be invested with the hood and presented with the diploma. Congratulations. Thank you very much. This is usually my job, and I'll make it so now. And I am very pleased to have the opportunity to present the Distinguished Service Awards to individuals who have rendered service above and beyond the call of duty to the university. The recipients will be presented by Ms. Hendricks. Madam President, I have the honor to present James L. Patterson the Distinguished Service Award. Mr. Patterson, your inspired leadership has been instrumental in guiding The Ohio State University in its mission as one of our nation's premier land-grant institutions. As a valued trustee and a committed ambassador and supporter, you have readily given of your time and talent when and where it was needed. Your dedication to your alma mater has found form in a named lecture series, in endowed professorships, in statewide advocacy for the university, and in the countless friendships you have nurtured for Ohio State. In the name of the Ohio State University and by the authority of the Board of Trustees vested in me, I hereby present you, James F. Patterson, with this medallion in recognition of your distinguished service to this university. Congratulations. Madam President, I now have the honor to present Paul E. Young, Jr. for the Distinguished Service Award. Professor Young, much of the beauty one sees about the Ohio State University campus is due in large part to your vision. As the driving force behind the university's master plan, you are a steadfast advocate for the importance of a pleasing physical environment that would support the university's academic mission. Your unrivaled knowledge of the university's history informed all your efforts, from your sought-after architecture classes to your deft and thoughtful administrative service. Your legacy is one of elegance and utility that will benefit the entire university community for generations to come. In the name of the Ohio State University and by the authority of its Board of Trustees vested in me, I hereby present you Paul E. Young, Jr. with this medallion in recognition of your distinguished service to this university. Congratulations. Madam President, I now have the honor to present Gerald D. Buckberg for the honorary degree Doctor of Science. Dr. Buckberg, as a skilled surgeon, distinguished researcher, and esteemed academician, you have revolutionized the care of patients 
with heart disease, saving countless lives through the increasingly global use of your innovative techniques. Your current work on the mechanism of congestive heart failure, your pioneering studies on blood cardioplegia, and your numerous contributions to the body of medical literature ensure that your contributions to the healing arts will endure. In the name of the Ohio State University and by the authority of the Board of Trustees vested in me, I hereby confer upon Gerald D. Buckberg the degree Doctor of Science Honoris Causa. In testimony thereof, you will be invested with the hood and presented with the diploma. Congratulations. Madam President, I have the honor to present Jean-Pierre G. Shenzhou for the honorary degree Doctor of Science. Dr. Shenzhou, the mysteries hidden within the human brain have long been your life's work. Your pioneering studies on nervous system receptor mechanisms continue to have a profound impact on the understanding and treatment of diseases such as epilepsy, schizophrenia, and dementia. Your ability to forge links between the natural sciences and the humanities is without peer, making you one of the true original thinkers of our times. In the name of the Ohio State University and by the authority of the Board of its Trustees vested in me, I hereby confer upon Jean-Pierre Changeau the degree Doctor of Science Honoris Causa. In testimony thereof, you will be invested with a hood and presented with a diploma. Congratulations. <laughs> Madam President, I have the honor to present Gilberto Gil Morera for the honorary degree Doctor of Music. Mr. Gil, through your groundbreaking contributions to world music and your commitment to environmental and humanitarian causes, you have become an international force for the ideal of a universal world. As Minister of Culture for your native Brazil, you have tirelessly promoted that country's culture beyond its borders. As a sensitive and innovative musician, you have used your award-winning talents to bring together people of different races, genders, and nationalities. In the name of the Ohio State University and by the authority of its Board of Trustees vested in me, I hereby confer upon Gilberto Gil Morena the degree Doctor of Music Honoris Causa. In testimony thereof, you will be invested with the hood and presented with the diploma. Congratulations. Madam President, I now have the honor to present William Jefferson Clinton for the honorary degree 
Doctor of Public Service. President Clinton, as our nation's 42nd president, you presided over an unprecedented era of peace and prosperity in America. Your, your two-term two administration brought about the lowest unemployment rate in modern times, a marked reduction in welfare roles, a significant increase in home ownership, and a national budget surplus. Since leaving office, you have worked tirelessly on some of the most pressing challenges of our times. As a statesman and global activist, you continue to bring your political expertise to bear as you seek innovative and collaborative solutions to problems such as HIV-AIDS and poverty. In the name of The Ohio State University and by the authority of its Board of Trustees vested in me, I hereby confer upon William Jefferson Clinton the degree Doctor of Public Service, Honoris Causa. In testimony thereof, you will be presented with the diploma. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm truly honored to introduce our 2007 Spring Commencement Speaker, the 42nd President of the United States, William Jefferson Clinton. President Clinton was born in Hope, Arkansas in 1946. After graduating with a bachelor's in science in foreign service from Georgetown University, he attended Oxford University as a Rhodes Scholar, received a law degree from Yale University, and then inspired by the heroes of his youth, John F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King, Jr., he returned to Arkansas and entered politics. In 1975, he married Hillary Rodham, and a year later was elected Attorney General of Arkansas. Three years later, he was elected governor, but was defeated for re-election after one term. He regained office in 1982 and served as governor until he ran successfully for the presidency of the United States in 1992. You already heard a brief summary of his administration's accomplishments during his two terms as president. In the years since President Clinton left the White House in 2001, he established the William J. Clinton Foundation to focus on four areas, health security, especially HIV-AIDS, economic empowerment, leadership development and citizen service, and racial, ethnic, and religious reconciliation. In addition to his world travels on behalf of the Clinton Foundation HIV-AIDS initiative, 
In 2005, President Clinton hosted the inaugural meeting of the Clinton Global Initiative to bring together global leaders to solve some of the world's most difficult problems, such as poverty, religious strife, and environmental deterioration. President Clinton has also been active in the fight against childhood obesity, and he has joined with former President George H.W. Bush twice to raise money to help survivors and rebuild stricken areas after the tragedies of the Indian Ocean tsunami and Hurricane Katrina. I am delighted to welcome to Ohio State a recognized global leader, an astute political strategist, and an ambassador for public service, President Bill Clinton. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Madam President, Senator Glenn, Chancellor Fingerhut, members of the board. I thank you all so much for inviting me here on this beautiful day, for giving me the honorary degree. I must say, when I read the biographies of the others who got the degree, I thought uh, I was in pretty good company for an old politician. I was very moved when I walked into the, this stadium that I have watched for my whole life, ever since I got a television, and I've never been inside it before, and people started cheering, and I was so happy, and then I heard one man say, who's that tall, gray-haired guy blocking my view of Archie Griffin? <laughs> you know, when I was a young man, I, I loved football, but I was in the band, and I, and I love the Wind Symphony. They really did a wonderful job today. But I, I know that the Ohio State University's band in sports times is called the best damn band in the land. I think, I think that since, since that's its actual name, God will forgive me for uttering that word on Sunday. And I was just thinking, you know, it, it's a brass band, so they they don't take saxophone players. And I was wondering, you know, if when I was 17 I'd been given a music scholarship to play in that band, I might have come to Ohio State instead of Georgetown, and I might be here instead of uh, as former President of the United States as President of High Street or something like that. But you're stuck with what you have. I congratulate you on the completion of your journey at a great university. I thank your teachers, counselors, mentors, friends, relatives, especially your parents, and all those who helped to bring you to this day. This is mostly a day of celebration. <clears throat> and I find we're lucky 
20 years from our graduation, if we can even remember who spoke there, much less what they said. But I would like to ask you to take a few moments on this glorious day to think about the future, to think about what has to happen for your children to be here 25 years from now, for your grandchildren to have the chance to be here 50 years from now. Ohio State was born because people cared about your future. The history of the university says that the legislature authorized it in 1870, but it was made possible by one of the most remarkable acts in American history. In 1862, Abraham Lincoln signed the Morrill Land Grant Act, setting aside land in every state to create a public university open to all people without regard to income. Let me just remind you what a truly astonishing thing this was. In 1862, we were in the middle of the Civil War. Things were going terribly for the Union. There was no better than a 50-50 chance that the nation could be even preserved, and yet the Congress and the President were gambling on the future. And what they did in the middle of the Civil War with an uncertain outcome brought all the graduates, all their families, all their friends, all of us who are sitting here to this place today. We can do no less. No matter what's going on in your life or the life of the nation, all of us have to take some time to think about tomorrow and all the tomorrows that will bring our children and our grandchildren to the point where we are now. How will you do that? First, it is necessary to understand the promise and peril of the 21st century world, an age of unprecedented interdependence for good or ill. And interdependence simply means we can't escape each other. A lot of it's exciting, all the trade, travel, immigration, diversity, exploding knowledge, knowledge doubling every five years, much of it coming into being because of collaborative efforts across national lines. Just in the last couple of weeks, I have read that scientists have looked into the vast universe and found a planet orbiting one of the hundred stars closest to our solar system that appears to have atmospheric conditions so similar to ours that it may be possible that life exists on it. Alas, even though it's close, it's far. It's still 20 million light years away beyond the reach of any normal lifespan. That is, unless John Glenn, who's immortal, is prepared to go back up in space again to check it out. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, we'll just have to wait for them to come to us. A couple of days later, I learned that uh, in the biological sciences, as a result of the sequencing of the human genome, we've identified the two genetic markers that seem to be high predictors of diabetes. And that's very important to me as an American citizen because a new study just came out predicting as many as one in three children born in this decade may develop diabetes. 
Anything we do to reform health care and finally provide coverage to everybody will be undermined unless we can keep ourselves healthier. So this is a very exciting time with all this knowledge coming on. But the interdependence also means that we share common vulnerabilities to terror, to weapons of mass destruction, to diseases like avian influenza, to the rampant equalities in the world, to all the political conflicts rooted in religious and ethnic identities, to climate change and the less noticed but equally profound depletion of our resources all over the world from trees and water and plant and animal species to oil itself. We can't escape one another's challenges. And if you were perplexed, infuriated, or cheering as the Congress debated this immigration reform bill over the last couple of weeks, just wait a while. The population of the world is projected to grow from six and a half to nine billion people in the next 43 years. Almost all of them will be born in countries that today cannot support all the people who live there. So there will be a great mad rush in your lifetime of people running around trying to find some place where they can plant roots, make a living, and raise a family. How would you like to change this interdependent world? It's been good to you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here at Ohio State about to claim a degree from the largest public institution of higher education in America with all of its academic laurels. But how would you like to change it? First of all, we have to make it more like the crowds that come here to watch the Ohio State football games. I'm serious. Think about it. People that come here to watch football are bound together by supporting this team. They're from all different races. They come from all over the world in their roots. They have all different incomes. They do all different kinds of things for a living. They worship God in different ways or not as their choice. But they come here because they have something in common. That is the great challenge for the entire world, to create communities locally, nationally, and globally that share the opportunity to participate, a responsibility for success of the outcome, and have a genuine sense of belonging. I could talk to you all day about what needs to be done. Do we have security challenges? Yes. Do we have the possibility that we could have nuclear weapons go off? Yes. Is global warming a horrible problem? Absolutely. Do we know what we're going to do when we run out of oil? No. Is Darfur a travesty? Yes. Does it bother me that we still, after three years of intense effort, don't give medicine to all the poor people in the world who need it to deal with AIDS, TB, malaria, and infections related to dirty water? They claim one-fourth of all the lives on Earth every year. Yeah, that bothers me. But all these problems are rooted in one larger question. And the answer to that question will determine whether your children and grandchildren will be able to come here 25 or 50 years hence in an increasingly interdependent, crowded, clashing world. The question is, 
Which matters more, our interesting differences or our common humanity? And what are you supposed to do about it? All over the world, people are answering the question in the right way. In America, there are 1,010,000 charitable organizations, twice as many as there were in 2000. We have doubled the number in this decade, full of people from all walks of life who try to help people at home and abroad who need some help in some way. And they do it because they believe what they have in common is more important than our differences. When I became president, there were none of these non-governmental groups in China. Now there are 280,000 registered with the government, probably twice that many not registered. More than a half a million in India. There were none when I became president in Russia. Now there are 400,000. So many that the president there has tried to restrain them. I wish he wouldn't do it, but it's a high-class problem. Better to have citizens who want to do things than not at all. This whole tradition of service is older than our republic in America. Benjamin Franklin organized the first volunteer fire department 40 years before the Declaration of Independence was issued. And we've been at it a long time. But still, last year, we only gave away as a country 2% of our national income and about that much time. We have to practice what we preach. And it will be hard for you. University graduates who go to wonderful places that are diverse, where people open their minds, they almost never have any overt discrimination against people on the basis of race or religion or orientation. The great trap is to avoid believing that people you don't see who are different from you really are different from you. As a non-scientist, the most interesting finding to me of the international effort to sequence the human genome was this, that our bodies, each of us with about three billion of those genomes, are 99.9 percent the same. Just look around this audience today. Every difference you can see in another person, a different color of skin or eyes, a different color of hair, some 60-year-olds like me are white-headed, others have no gray hair, I resent it. Whether you're tall or short, every difference is due to less than one-tenth of one percent of your genetic makeup. And yet, almost every one of us spends more than 90 percent of our lives obsessing about that one-tenth of one percent, what makes us different. The The key to your children and grandchildren being here is making the most of that one-tenth of one percent and never forgetting the other 99.9. One of the most rewarding things that I have ever done in my life is the work I've done with former President Bush on the aid for Katrina and the tsunami victims. We've had the best time in the world. We still argue about politics, but we laugh about it when we do. And I can't help it. I just love the guy.
and I don't see why I need to dislike him to disagree with him. That's a very tiny example of what the world needs more of today. If you look, if you look at the problems between the Israelis and the Palestinians, the conflict between the Shia, the Shia and the Sunni in Iraq, anywhere in the world, when you come down to it, the people spurring the conflict have decided that their differences are more important than what they have in common. If you look at what happened on May the 8th in Northern Ireland, where the longest civil conflict in European history was resolved in the land of my ancestors, how did it happen? It happened because people in both communities decided what they had in common dwarfed the differences that still remained between them. So when you look ahead to your life, I'm convinced that we can deal with climate change and that it won't be an economic problem. It'll be the biggest boom we ever had. You want to bring back manufacturing in Ohio? Give us a clean, independent energy future, and it will create manufacturing jobs in Ohio and all kinds of jobs. We can turn the tides on AIDS, TB, malaria. We can find the answer to avian influenza before it infects large numbers of human beings. We will eventually deal with Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, all the other neurological problems that we face. But in the end, it will come to naught unless we believe that our common humanity is more important than our interesting differences. The Land-Grant Act in the middle of the Civil War, the bloodiest conflict over our differences in our history, was a bet on the future of our more perfect union. In one of the places I work in Africa, in the Central Highlands, where almost everybody walks and nearly nobody can ride, when people meet each other on the path and one says, hello, how are you, good morning, the answer is not, I'm fine, how are you, or hello. The answer in English is this, listen. The answer is, I see you. Think of that. Think of all the people that we don't see. When we leave this grand place today, somebody's going to have to come in here and dismantle this stage and clean up after us. And a lot of them feel that they are never seen by anybody. Think about all those people around the world that we want to give lectures to, not to resort to violence and be mean and hateful, who think their children will never get a good education, never have a chance to have a better life, never have a chance to build the kind of stable things that we take for granted. Think about the people in America who have not had a raise in this last recovery, where, unbelievably enough, we've had an increase in poverty among working people and people losing their health insurance. We have to see each other. Because in an interdependent world, we really can't succeed without each other. That will be your great challenge. All other things will be dealt with if we think and feel and act as if our common future is our common future.
That's what happened in 1862, and that's what I wish for you in a bright and glorious tomorrow. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you, President Clinton, for your thoughtful, your wonderful, and your inspiring words to our graduates. You have truly made this a very memorable commencement. Let's do one more round of applause for President Clinton. Thank you. I would now like to introduce Mr. Archie Griffin, President and Chief Executive Officer of the Alumni Association. Good afternoon. As President of the Ohio State University Alumni Association, I congratulate the members of this graduating class on your achievements. You have made it to the shoe. You are the first champions to walk across this beautiful new surface and claim your victory. You have worked hard, stayed focused, displayed your spirit, and made a lifetime of memories. You have witnessed the closing of the old Ohio Union, the William Oxley Thompson Library, and even for a year, the Oval. I think the symbol for your class might be a chain-link fence. <laughs> While you were here, you saw the end of Lazarus Department Stores, $2 gasoline, and tonight, the last episode of The Sopranos. You caught the national obsession with Facebook, Borat, YouTube, and Sanjaya's hair. But you have not been distracted by the trivial. You have not simply watched life on reality TV. You have lived your days at Ohio State. MBA students in the Fisher College of Business were real-life apprentices, working as consultants to the leadership of Ethiopia, helping that nation improve profits from its leading crops. You want an amazing race? How about students and faculty working in Antarctica in the race against climate change? Interested in an extreme makeover? Ohio State students have given more than 9,000 volunteer hours to help Katrina victims rebuild and renew the community of Slidell, Louisiana. To learn about real survivors, talk to Ohio State engineering students who volunteer at a Honduran orphanage for children who are HIV positive. Want dancing with the stars? Join the students who danced at the party with a purpose to benefit Children's Hospital. This kind of volunteer service and community engagement makes a real difference and is typical 
of the Ohio State family. It can continue as alumni. More than 250 Ohio State alumni clubs and societies around the world provide volunteer opportunities as well as social events and programs. These activities are available to you because today I have a gift for you. You each are receiving a free one-year membership in your alumni association. A free year to take advantage of career assistance and national discounts. A year to stay connected with faculty, staff, and friends. Today, you achieve the rank of Buckeye alumni. You join a remarkable group that includes award-winning teachers, elected officials, small business owners, life-saving medical researchers, even animators on the films Cars and the Shrek series, and Barbaro's heroic veterinarian. Ohio State alumni are making a difference in their careers, and they're making a difference in their communities. And I urge you to do the same. Pay forward. And at the end of that one year, I ask you to please join your alumni association as a dues-paying member. It's an effective way to pay forward. Your support matters for future students. Your support adds value to your diploma. So I want you to be proud to have earned a degree from this great university. I want you to be confident in your ability to take on every challenge and opportunity that awaits you. And I want you to be thankful for all those who paid forward with you in mind. With that, let me say congratulations, and as always, go Bucks! Archie, thank you so very much. We have a remarkable group of students graduating today. At each commencement, we recognize the undergraduate students with the highest grade point average. I'm pleased to announce that this graduating class has 11 students who completed their undergraduate degrees with a perfect 4.0 grade point average. As I call your names, would each student please stand so we can recognize you for your outstanding record of achievement. Zainab Mohammed Abdi of Columbus. Bachelor of Science in Biology. Emily Agel of South Vienna, Bachelor of Arts in Communication. Laura Bauman of Akron, Bachelor of Science in Biology. Nicoletta Bosgon of Regine, Romania, Bachelor of Arts in International Studies. Paul Berkmeyer of Granville, Bachelor of Science in Electrical and Computer Engineering. Kelly Kofer of Willard, Bachelor of Science in Business Administration. Sarah Grimm of Gahanna, Bachelor of Arts in Criminology. Anna Lais of Germantown, Bachelor of Arts in Agriculture. Timothy Munther of Mansfield, Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering. Matthew Petersheim of Columbus, Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering and Erica Russell of Columbus, Bachelor of Arts in English. Congratulations to each one of you on this wonderful accomplishment. Within this class are many other students who have maintained outstanding academic records while working toward a bachelor's degree. 
They will receive diplomas designated summa cum laude, magna cum laude, cum laude, with distinction and with honors. Summa cum laude, summa cum laude designates the attainment of a 3.9 grade point average or higher. Magna cum laude designates those who attained a 3.7 grade point average or higher. And cum laude designates those who earned a 3.5 grade point average or higher. With distinction and with honors, recognize rigorous work completed in special honors program in the colleges. Will the students graduating summa cum laude please rise and remain standing. Will those graduating magna cum laude please also stand and remain standing. And with the students who graduating, are graduating cum laude, please stand. And students who are graduating with distinction and, please, and honors, please rise and join them. All of these outstanding students Graduating with high curricular achievement are wearing an honors emblem, a scarlet and gray tassel braid over their gowns. Their honors are listed beneath their names in the commencement program. And now please, again, congratulate all these extraordinary students. I would also like to mention that several members of today's graduating class were cadets and midshipmen in the Reserve Officers Training Corps while students at Ohio State. They are being commissioned as officers in our armed forces at special ceremonies this weekend. Their names are listed in the commencement program, but with the newly commissioned officers, please stand so we may recognize you. Thank you, and please be seated. And now, ladies and gentlemen, to the main event of these ceremonies, conferring your degrees, beginning with our graduate students. But before we begin to confer our degrees, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge our Executive Vice President and Provost Barbara Snyder. Today is her last commencement at Ohio State after 19 years of serving Ohio State in many capacities, including the Joanne Wharton Murphy Professorship in the Morton College of Law. Barbara's leaving Ohio State to become president at Case Western Reserve University. We are very grateful to her, very proud of her, and wish her the best. Please join me in recognizing Barbara and thanking her for her outstanding service. And now the colleges will be presented for their degrees by Provost Barbara Snyder. Thank you very much. Will Dr. Patrick Osmer, Dean of the Graduate School, and all candidates for the degree Doctor of Musical Arts and Doctor of Philosophy please rise. Madam President, as Provost, I have the honor to present these candidates to receive the degrees Doctor of Musical Arts and Doctor of Philosophy who have completed all requirements and have been recommended by the faculty of their colleges.
In the name of the Ohio State University, upon recommendation of its faculty and by the authority of its Board of Trustees vested in me, I hereby confer upon you the degree Doctor of Musical Arts and Doctor of Philosophy. In testimony thereof, you will be invested with a hood and presented with a proper diploma, as your name is called. I congratulate each of you as a scholar and thank you for your contributions to knowledge. Will Patrick Osmer, Dean of the Graduate School, please come forward to announce the names of the doctoral candidates and will the graduate faculty investing the hoods please come forward to the hooding area. Cadet Marshals, please bring our graduates forward. Yelda Serenanoglu, advisor John D. Oberdick. Amy L. Bassett, advisor David Frago. Kimberly Heather Burdett, advisor Susan K. Powell. Linda Cressman Busero, advisory Hillary Alfelstack. Mark Allen Cheney, Advisory Hillary Affelstadt. Daniel Ryan Hunter Holly, Advisor John Robin Rice. Daniel Eriki Hiram Pertu, Advisors Donald Harris and Thomas Wells. Sally Liu Sansbury, Advisor Stephen M. Glazer. Matthew Charles Saunders, Advisor Donald Harris. Pearson Andrew Wetzel, Advisor Timurlian Leisure. Ferris Mustafa Abu Shalala, Advisor Betty Lees Anderson. Patrick S. Allison, Advisor James J. Beatty. Carlos Andres Alpizar, Advisor Claudio Gonzalez Vega. Anne Elizabeth Alter, Advisor William J. Mitch. Luis Alexander Masos de Amaral, advisors John Grinstead and Walt Detmar Mullers. Min An, advisor Paul D. Henian. Rushing An, advisor Parwinda Graywall.
Lori E. Arnold Grine, Advisor Mary Jo Fresh. Shana Lynn Arps, Advisor Douglas E. Cruz. Shuri Ivaso, Advisor Philip Charles Ward. Carmen Jill Babcock, Advisor Timothy E. Kirby. Lisa Ann Balaban Lilair, Advisor Stephen F. Dale. David Wesley Bennett, Advisor Richard A. Bodogne. Misty C. Bentz, Advisor Bradley Peterson. Keisha Renee Blunt-Williams, Advisor Jacqueline Guimara-Monroe. Sarah Faye Bradley, Advisors Randy Hobson and James Wilson-Moody. Kathleen Louise Brady-Rollins, Advisors William Dancy. Karen Elaine Brenneman, Advisor Daryl R. Galloway. Sally Ann Burma, Advisor Patricia L. Stewart. Neil Chalebi, Advisor Ross E. Dalby. Holly McCartney Chalk, Advisor Don M. Dell. Shuling Chen, Advisor Mario J. Miranda. Sung Hui Chong, uh, Advisor Kaiko M. K. Samami, Samimi. Kirill Chernomas, Advisors John K. Cagle and Dan Levine. Rona Cohen, Advisor Jacqueline Goodway Schiebler. Karen Lee Collins, Advisor Jerry L. Forsyth. Michael Dwayne Collins, Advisor Thomas George. Mario A. Davidson, Advisors Patricia Brosnan and Peter Demarath. The Danietta Denise Davis, Advisor Robert Brueggemeyer. Matthew Paul DeMatteo, Advisor Christopher M. Haddad. Jamie Minslow Duffenbaugh, Advisor Ada Barbara Dem. Nicholas John Decker, Advisor Thomas E. Pusselwaite. Don Athelsia Delphine, Advisor Carl A. Rebrowitz. Menira Borges de Lima Diez Asuza, Advisor Linda J. Saif. Richard Daniel Dorn, Advisor Warren R. Van Tyne. Amy E. Elliott, Advisor Mary K. Marvel. Jane Tarbutton Evans, Advisor Suzanne K. Damarin. Maria Helen Festing, Advisor Michael Bernard Weinstein. Ryan Lee Fote, Advisor David H. Bromwich. Megan D. Miller Fondo, Advisor Charles F. Emery. James Arthur Freeman III, Advisor William E. Lodeman. Jean Suzanne Galbraith, Advisor Lori Katz. Card, 
Lisa Leanne Garut, advisor Vincent J. Rizzigno. Kevin William Garrity, advisor Timothy A. Gerber. Samanway Gosh Dastidar, advisor Hojat Adeli. Robert Peter Griffiths, advisor Matthew S. Easton. Scott Daniel Hardy, advisor Thomas M. Kunz. Shenying Wu, advisor Haikari N. Nagaraja. Brian Wayne Horton, advisor Susan L. Klein. Kurt Christopher Hozak, advisor David A. Collier. Tiffany Amber Jenkins, advisor Antoinette Miranda. Saihong Jiang, advisor Lucia Dunn. Deanna M. Jones, advisor Susan V. Olasek. Wa Kiefer, advisors Donald R. Horan and Lung Fi Lee. Leonard C. Kiefer, advisor William Dupour. Vagong Kim, advisor William Dupour. Jean Wook Kim, advisors Roy Stein, Elizabeth Marshall. Sunyang Kim, advisor Kaiko Samimi. Yang So Kim, advisors Ann M. Smith and Stephen Ronald Hertzler. Yong Koo Kim, advisor L. Mark Berliner. Nicholas Wayne Kin, advisor Virginia Sanders. Bo Young Lee, advisor Carl Obritan. Ji Lee, advisor Lung Fi Lee. Wang Jian Liang, advisor Michael Brown. Amanda Marie Linao, advisor Pamela S. Highland. Li Fan Liu, advisor Marta A. Belluri. Zhaodong Lu, advisor Lung Fei Lei and John K. Cagle. Yushi Lu, advisor James A. Cohen. Aaron Elizabeth Longbreak, advisor Philip Popovich. Jin Lu, advisor Randy Hudson. Bidahi Mighty, advisor Rachel A. Altura. Julianne Manchester, advisor James W. Altschuld. Vidisha Mandal, advisor Brian E. Rowe. Keith Allen Marsolo, advisor Srinivasan Parsarathari. Andrew Joseph Marola, advisor Laura Stafford. Brandon Andrew Miller, advisor Philip Popovich.
Margaret Musangi Mukose, Advisor Richard S. Denning. Prasad Srikant Mokashi, Advisor Daniel A. Mendelssohn. Nicole Votolato Montgomery, Advisor H. Rao Unaba. Dandra Mull, Advisor Tatiana Suspinsina. Monica White Ndunu, Advisor Stratos Constantinas. Mervyn Oren Newberry, Advisor Suzanne Bartel Herring. Catalina Norman, Advisor Jack A. Rao. Khaldun A. Nusair, Advisor H.G. Parsa. Darcy John Oaks, Advisor David Prabhu. Annie Amman, Advisor Graham M. Boone. Arun Pachai Kanu, Advisor Philip Schnitter. Shelley Louise Paolik, Advisor Timothy Curry. Luther Robert Palmer III, Advisor David Oren. Sunwook Park, Advisor Masao Ogaki. Heidi Marie Parker, Advisor Janet Fink. Ronald Lee Pavlov, Jr., Advisor of Italy Bergelson. Joshua Aaron Pepper, Advisor Richard W. Pogi. Tricia Lynn Ward Petrus, Advisor Robert T. Greenbaum. Ming Pu, Advisor Peter March. Jason Q. Purnell, Advisors Barbara Anderson and Pamela Hyland. Haiyang Jin, Advisor Kay Hubner. James Edward Quinlan, Advisor Douglas Owens. Carmen Hernandez Ramirez, Advisor Sylvan Funk. Mark Charles Rankin, Advisor John King. Mildred Jean Reed, Advisor James L. Moore. Sarah E. Reimer, Advisor Nancy Betts. Kristen Bordage Renninger, Advisor Ian Wilkinson. Gunul Sakis, Advisor Anita Wolfikoy and Stephen J. Pape. Darmendra Saraswet, Advisor Larry Brown. Kelly Lee Sears, Advisor Antoinette Miranda. Yahweh Michelle C., Advisor Richard Petty. Bibakar Sundar Shakya, Advisor Frederick Hitsusen. Eric Todd Shepard, Advisor Galal Walker. Jenny Michelle Smith, Advisor Brian Amer. Philip Eugene Smith, Advisor Leonard Brilson. Fatumata Basso, Advisor Abbe Sadoskar.
Sujasa Srinivasan, advisor Erica Westervelt. Matthew Daniel Stackler, advisor Jeffrey Bartlett. Michael John Stewart, advisor John Woods. Yiping Sun, advisor Omer Osterk. Shannon Marie Teeters Kennedy, advisor James Coe. Daniel Howard Temple, advisor Clark Spencer Larson. Jennifer Marie Thomas Honor, advisor Tatiana Oberzizen. Kimberly Ann Thompson, advisor Lisa Kaiser. Catherine Corley Titus Becker, advisors Leonard Baer and Susan Robb Jones. Audrey Hortensia Torres, uh, advisor Paivi Johanna Rajala Schulz. Parla M. Toviese, advisor Susan Bartel Herring. Michael Scott Updike, advisor MacDonald Wick. Dent. Daniel Valdez Valderes, advisor David Stroud. Lisa Laureline Van Loon, advisor Heather Allen. Andrew R. Vogel, advisor Brian McHale. Ping Wang, advisor Douglas Lambert. Jingya Wang, advisor Stephen Clinton. Zhu Vang, advisor Ming Dao Sai. Nancy Elaine Wardle, advisor Eugene Holland. Anna Marie Waterman, advisor Beverly Gordon. Michael Ray Weems, advisors Seymour Kleiman and William Taylor. Angela Ann Wendell, advisor Martha Belluri. Pamela Lynn Wenzel, advisor Gustavo Leone. James Edward Wilson, advisor Mohammed Ismail El Nagar. Dina Wisnu, advisor William Little. Ching Xuan Wu, advisor Charles Hancock. Kun Ji, advisor Ross Dalby. Alexis Yamakoski, advisor Kazimir Slomozinski. Lee Young, advisor Jason Box. Weiping Yi, advisor Yong Si Lin. Jiwei Yu, advisor Ann Beatty. Jihai Yu, advisor Lungfei Li. Wenfeng Zhang, advisor Rajiv Shivburi. Xiaobing Zhao, advisor Robert Li, John Bird. 
Zhaodong Zhou, Advisor Ann Smith, Liji Zhu, Advisor Christopher Jekyllie, and Hong Zhao, Advisor Jim Patrick, James Patrick Schmiedeler. Congratulate all of our new doctoral degree recipients once again. Will Dr. Patrick Osmer, Dean of the Graduate School, and all candidates for the degree Doctor of Audiology, and all candidates for the Master's degrees indicated in the program of the day, please rise and remain standing. Madam President, as Provost, I have the honor to present these candidates who have completed all requirements and have been recommended by the faculty of their colleges. In the name of The Ohio State University, upon recommendation of its faculty and by the authority of its Board of Trustees vested in me, I hereby confer upon each of you the appropriate master's degree as indicated in the program of the day. I congratulate each of you as a scholar and thank you for your contributions to knowledge. Please join me in congratulating our new master's degree recipients. Please be seated. The Colleges of the Arts and Sciences, a federation of five colleges, includes the College of the Arts, the College of Biological Sciences, the College of Humanities, the, the College of Mathematical and Physical Sciences, and the College of Social and Behavioral Sciences. And Arts and Sciences students enrolled in interdisciplinary programs. Will Dr. Jacqueline Royster, Executive Dean of the Colleges of the Arts and Sciences, and candidates for degrees in interdisciplinary programs in the Arts and Sciences, please rise and remain standing. Will Karen Bell, Dean of the College of the Arts, and candidates for degrees in the College of the Arts, including the School of Music, please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. Carolyn Breitenberger, Associate Dean of the College of Biological Sciences, and candidates for the degrees Bachelor of Arts and Bachelor of Science in the College of Biological Sciences, please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. John Roberts, Dean of the College of Humanities and candidates for the degree Bachelor of Arts in the College of Humanities, please rise and remain standing.
Will Dr. Richard Freeman, Dean of the College of Mathematical and Physical Sciences and candidates for the degrees Bachelor of Arts and Bachelor of Science in the College of Mathematical and Physical Sciences, please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. Paul Beck, Dean of the College of Social and Behavioral Sciences and all candidates for degrees in the College of Social and Behavioral Sciences, including the School of Communication, please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. Joseph Aludo, Dean of the Fisher College of Business and all candidates for the degree Bachelor of Science in Business Administration, Please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. Carol Anderson, Interim Dean of the College of Dentistry and candidates for the degrees Doctor of Dental Surgery and Bachelor of Science in Dental Hygiene, please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. David Andrews, Dean of the College of Education and Human Ecology and candidates for degrees in the College of Education and Human Ecology, please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. William Bazelak, Dean of the College of Engineering and candidates for degrees in the College of Engineering, including the Austin E. Knowlton School of Architecture, Please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. Bobby Mosier, Dean of the College of Food, Agricultural and Environmental Sciences and candidates for degrees in the College of Food, Agricultural and Environmental Sciences, including the School of Environment and Natural Resources, please rise and remain standing. Will Kathy Northern, Associate Dean of the Moritz College of Law and candidates for the degree Juris Doctor, please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. Wiley Shoba, Dean of the College of Medicine and candidates for the degree Doctor of Medicine and all candidates for degrees in the School of Allied Medical Professions, please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. Elizabeth Lenz, Dean of the College of Nursing, and candidates for the degree Bachelor of Science in Nursing, please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. Melvin Shipp, Dean of the College of Optometry, and all candidates for the degree Doctor of Optometry, please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. Robert Brugemeyer, Dean of the College of Pharmacy, and candidates for the degrees Doctor of Pharmacy and Bachelor of Science in Pharmaceutical Science, please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. William Mizan, Dean of the College of Social Work, 
and candidates for the degree Bachelor of Science in Social Work, please rise and remain standing. Will Dr. Thomas Rosal, Dean of the College of Veterinary Medicine and candidates for the degree Doctor of Veterinary Medicine, please rise and remain standing. At this time, I would like to ask the following individuals to rise. Dr. Martha Garland, Vice Provost for Enrollment Services and Dean for Undergraduate Education. Dr. John Snyder, Dean and Director, Ohio State Lima. Dr. Evelyn Freeman, Dean and Director, Ohio State Mansfield. Dr. Gregory Rose, Dean and Director, Ohio State Marion. And Dr. William McDonald, Dean and Director, Ohio State Newark. Madam President, as Provost, I have the honor to present these candidates for the degrees indicated in the program of the day who have completed all requirements and have been recommended by the faculty of their colleges. In the name of The Ohio State University, upon recommendation of its faculty and by the authority of the Board of Trustees vested in me, I hereby confer upon each of you the appropriate degree as indicated in the program of the day. As a symbol of your graduation, I now invite the bachelor's degree recipients to move your tassels to the left. As you do so, I congratulate you. Welcome to the company of Ohio State graduates. Please be seated. We are very honored that so many family members and friends are here today to share this joyous occasion. This day belongs to all of you. Thus, I would now like to ask parents, grandparents, husbands, wives, children, friends, partners, anyone who has someone in this class who's important to them, to please stand so the graduates can express their appreciation and their thanks to you. Thank you, and please be seated. Carmen, Ohio, the alma mater of this university, will now be sung by the graduating class led by Jody Burns. You are all invited to join us, and will you please rise?
Thank you, Jody, for singing today. Please be seated. I thank you all for your presence here today and for sharing this wonderful, important occasion with us. It's been a wonderful day, and I have to say I could not be more honored than to now consider myself also a member of the class of 2007. Thank you for that honor, and I again extend my best wishes to each of you and remind you that the world will expect you to do something great because you are a graduate of The Ohio State University. In testimony of the degrees conferred, the graduates will receive their diplomas from the deans of the colleges. As a courtesy to the graduates and for the safety of everyone, we ask the audience to remain in the seating area during the awarding of the diplomas. The graduates will not return to their seats after returning their diplomas, so please meet your graduate outside the stadium so the recessional lines can move smoothly, smoothly and rapidly. With the awarding of the diplomas, the 380th commencement will be concluded. To the graduates, we give a special farewell. In the southeast tower of Ohio Stadium is a bell whose toll signifies excellence, achievement, and victory. And we all appreciate how much of a victory this moment is for you in receiving your diploma. Therefore, members of the service fraternity, Alpha Phi Omega, who traditionally ring the victory bell during the football season, will ring it for you today the class of 2007, as you come forward to receive your diplomas. Will all the deans now take their places? Will the cadet marshals bring their graduates forward? And to each and every single one of you, my very most sincere congratulations for a wonderful, wonderful future.